Hello, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural episode of Alphabet Scoop, an alphabetical podcast in which each episode is dedicated to a subject starting with a letter of the alphabet. Today's Soup of the Day is A for Alphabet. But before we move on to that, I am Ben, and with me today is... Heather! Some of you may know me as Ms. Fizdis. Or ICLTN, <laughs> depending on how far back. Yes, I go by many names. Because you're mysterious. Yes, but I finally decided to reveal the ultimate secret of my real, true name. And it, it was it surprised everybody, everyone listening right now, who could be new people. So they'd be extremely surprised that you had names that weren't <laughs> yeah. Heather. They'd be extremely surprised that someone was called Ms. Fizbiz. <laughs> Yeah, that makes no sense, even in context. Yeah, the more you explain it, the less sense it makes, really. <laughs> well, I think you have our first info of the day. I do. I'm about to serve up a steaming bowl of history. <laughs> so, um, did you know that on this day in 1957, January 13th, Whammo Toy Company produced the first Frisbee. Whoa, it's Frisbee Day? Yep. Why was that not in the news today? Um, probably because it's not actually the 13th yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Wednesday. I forgot that we are recording a different day than we post. Yeah, so if you don't release this on Wednesday, um, just let me know and I'll change the fact. Or I'll... <laughs> I'll find a different fact and record that, and you can edit it in. <laughs> Today, the yo-yo was made. <laughs> um, and you know what else happened today? What else? In 1930, the first Mickey Mouse comic strip was uh, printed. Mickey Mouse and Frisbee. Yeah, two of my favorite things. Not really. I'm not good at Frisbees. <laughs> you love playing Frolf? No, I'm I'm really bad at it, and it involves a lot of walking. Although it's better than actual golf, because that's way too much walking. I just hate the word froth. I don't know why. Yeah, it's a terrible I would never word. call it that. I don't know why I did, because oh, that was, it just makes me feel weird to say it. It's like worse than froyo. Oh, that, yeah, that is bad. Oh, froyo froth. Is that frozen yogurt? frisbee golf that's like a double portmanteau unless you can make it put them together fro yolf <laughs> for all your for yolf there we go anyway the fro for all there's getting way too many portmanteau portmanteau many that doesn't work anyway i think we should move on to our soup of the day a for alphabet so first, I have some information about Alphabet Soup. It seemed kind of fitting since the episode or since the podcast is called Alphabet Scoop. True. That we know where the actual soup came from. So, how old would you guess Alphabet Soup is? Hmm, I'm going to go early 1900s. 
that's close. It's actually over 150 years old. Wow. Yeah, and it's not just alphabet soup. It started off as alphabet pasta, alphagetti. I know, and I think I've heard in the UK before they call it alphabetti spaghetti. I don't know if that's any different or what. I like the name way better. Mm, might be the Cockney rhyming slang name for it. <laughs> I wonder what that secretly means, if it means something other than just a soup. We probably shouldn't look into that. <laughs> no, no, probably. It's probably some kind of stabbing, if I had to guess. <laughs> Now, the urban legend behind it is that 85 years ago, a noodle factory had an accident and a piece came out looking like the letter C. But I <gasps> can't noodles just Scandal. curve automatically into a C? You would think so? I have a lot of S noodles whenever I eat stuff. All macaroni is just a whole bowl of C's. Pretty much. Or smiles. Oh, yeah. Or frowns, though. Oh, true. Well, that it's it's older than that, uh, because even let's see in the nineteen thirties, the phrase alphabet soup was used with FDR in the New Deal when he made a whole bunch of agencies with the New Deal, and they just called it alphabet soup because it's just a just a crap load of letters, and most of them didn't mean anything. Which, by the way, the actual or there's another definition of alphabet soup that means incomprehensible or confusing language. So hopefully that will not be us. I don't know. I've been told I'm pretty uncomprehensible sometimes. So have I. So that's perfect, I guess. <laughs> well, this looks like 1922. There was alphabet soup. There were comics. That's when they started getting big, when they had comics that was just someone looking at soup. And the soup would spell out something like, this soup is poisoned. And that was like <laughs> a hilarious comic. I'd laugh at it. Well, yeah, maybe back then, but now it it looks like it's almost family circus, except letters in soup. Let's see. Uh, we don't actually know who invented it, which is kind of weird. Because, I mean, it's alphabet soup. It's not like the Frisbee. That was probably Alfred Frisbee, if I had to guess. That's a fact for another day, Ben. Yeah. Whenever we get to F is for Frisbee, and we have an entire episode devoted to Frisbee facts. <laughs> that could be challenging. Yeah. I'll do the history of Frolf, I guess. Oh, no. We're going to have to say Frolf so many times, though. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, in 1886, one newspaper had a tutorial about macaroni. I don't know what a macaroni tutorial is. But they had one, and it, it listed alphabet pasta on the list, as well as, like, hearts, stars, and crowns pasta. They did not have Mario noodles or Star Wars noodles, but I've eaten those. Hearts, stars, and crowns? Is that, like, the Lucky Charms version <laughs> of soup? I guess so. <laughs> what would that be called? I don't have enough soup puns going on right now to figure it out. Oh, that's an old newspaper. Well, even 1867... Right after the Civil War, a newspaper in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wait, right? It's not south, right? It's north. No, it's north. I've been there. Oh, whew. I'm pretty sure it was north. I started second-guessing myself. Yeah, a newspaper called the Tri-Weekly Standard reported on a new fun type of food. And uh, here's the quote from their newspaper. The latest culinary novelty is alphabetical soup. Instead of the usual cylindrical and star-shaped morsels of macaroni, which have hitherto given body to our broth, the letters of the alphabet have been substituted. These letters of paste 
preserve their forms and passing through the pot. Oh, that sounds appetizing. <laughs> mm, Taste like, letters. Mm. Maybe it was meant to be like paste, I guess. Oh, maybe. But it looks like just paste letters. <laughs> <laughs> just paste some letters in your soup, kids. It sounds it's like delicious. Newspapers were like way more poetic back then. Yeah, we've really lost the eloquence of the written word in modern society. <laughs> now we just give facts without all that fancy wordage. Verb worded. That's probably a word. Uh, now th- we're just like, hashtag LOL, alphabet <laughs> soup is hilarious, you guys. Hashtag slurp those ABCs. Hashtag alphabet soup is giving me life. Exactly. Ah, hashtags. Well, I mean, I don't know. Are newspapers using hashtags to report the news? <laughs> um, I think you might be surprised how many hashtags you might find in a news article, at least an online news article. Maybe not a print newspaper, but let's be honest, print media is dying. Yeah, ever since 1867 <laughs> and those paste letters. Uh, they did have a later article that said the soup's inventor wanted to improve literacy through his pasta, but there's no proof that they, that person ever existed. Hmm. So all we know is that it's at least 150 years old. And I guess started in America. So take that, other countries. Well, I mean, I guess not all countries even use the Latin alphabet. So it makes kind of yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if there are any other countries that have alphabet soup with different letters. <laughs> like, for example, the Greek alphabet. <gasps> What? <laughs> Was that a I tradition I hear? <laughs> I should have maybe looked that up, because that would have been a cool fact, if it's true. Let's pretend it is. <laughs> um. Well, did you have any other facts about alphabet soup? Uh, that's pretty much it. I did find, because right, I was kind of curious if there was a Japanese soup, like a, a kanji soup or something. They do have a soup called kanji, but spelled C-O-N-G-E-E instead of K-A-N-J-I. But it doesn't look like it has a bunch of Japanese characters in soup. It just looks like it's a porridge or a gruel. So, yeah, Mm. that's about it. That's alphabet soup, 150 years old and iconic, I guess. Because we even have cereal now. Isn't that alphabets? Yeah, alphabets are like Lucky Charms, but without the marshmallows. Oh. All education, no flavor. Kid <laughs> tested, mother approved. Kid disapproved by me as a child. Oh. What about Cheery O's or Spaghetti O's? I'm not a fan of Spaghetti O's. And Cheerios are okay as long as it's not original Cheerios because those taste like cardboard. Oh, yeah. You like the honey nut. Yeah, those are good. I didn't like them as a kid, but I like them now as an adult that's trying to be healthy-ish. <laughs> and I didn't look this up, but I'm kind of curious if Alphabet Soup, if they get lazy and just reuse the M for the W and stuff like that. Probably. I mean, you can't really tell unless it's... Well, I don't know. How do they make those tiny little pasta letters it seems like a very delicate process i need to watch like, like how it's get made. broken easily yeah you could easily turn a q into an o accidentally yeah or like lose a 
leg off of your K or something. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually kind of curious also now about alphabet soup. And like, uh, do they have an even number of every letter, or are they are I mean, are they all more like the distribution of letters in the English alphabet? So you get way more E's in your soup. Well, E is the most commonly used letter in the English language. What about in the Greek language? Well, um, I don't actually know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> the most commonly used Greek letter. I don't think most people would know that one anyway. I don't know if anyone ever does. Probably not. Although, um, a lot of the Greek letters are sort of... Um, equivalent to English letters. Oh. So maybe the Greek letter for whatever E is. <laughs> I lost my page that had the Greek alphabet on it. Hold on. My guess is Ada. I found the newspaper article from 1886 listing off macaronis. <laughs> wow. You mean the macaroni tutorial or whatever? <laughs> yeah. I look for stuff. I will read part of this newspaper. So in this newspaper, it looks like it's called the Saline County Journal from Salina, Kansas, from 1886. It is the it's a I guess an op-ed or something called about macaroni. While macaroni is the national diet of Italy, it has become completely Americanized," said a prominent Italian restaurateur. And it goes on and on. And, and then it says, do you know how it is made? No. Well, I will tell you. Macaroni, vermicelli, or little worms. Mm. And it goes, explains that it's made of flour from the best quality of wheat. But they're prepared with the greatest prefection at Naples. Do they mean prefection or perfection? If not, it's an ironic typo. And, and according to 1886 Kansas, uh, macaroni is the principal food of the great body of people who live there. That's all they ever eat. Mac and wait, in Kansas or in Italy? No, according to Kansas, that's all they eat in Naples, Italy. Oh. Macaroni is to the Italian what the fig and the date are to the inhabitants of the Levant, and what rice is to the Asiatic. To be honest... The way of making any pasta is a complete mystery to me. Yeah, it it does seem weird that you could make it all these tiny, exactly shaped tubes. Yeah, it seems like magic. I don't know how they do it. At Naples, the preparation of macaroni and its species is best understood. Nothing is used but flour and pure water. He goes on and on about flour and water. And the differences between different types of noodles. Oh, the lazzaroni! Am I, am I probably Lazaroni? <laughs> Is that a noodle that's been resurrected? <laughs> like Lazarus? I, let me see what this is. The Lazaroni of our country have only one ambition. To excel each other is swallowing the longest string of macaroni without breaking it. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Take the, the Lazaroni challenge. See how long of a string of macaroni you can swallow. Well, wouldn't it depend on how long your esophagus is? You think so? Well, like without breaking it, though, you have to see how like softly you can swallow. 
Uh, what a contest. <laughs> Those Italians don't make a contest out of anything. Oh, Italians. What? Okay, so I, f- I found the Greek alphabet again. Oh, good. And I figured out that E is Epsilon. Oh, yes. I should have thought of that one. Because it's like the one right after Delta. So speaking of the Greek alphabet, <laughs> did you know that it's one of the oldest alphabets in the world? How long do you think it's been around? At least 150. It has to be older than alphabet soup is what I would guess. <laughs> so I'm going to go with... Well, 2,016 years old. <laughs> well, it is at least 2,016 <laughs> years old. Uh, it's actually been around since about the 8th century BC. I was close! Sort of. <laughs> uh, give or take a couple hundred or eight, thousand years. I think like 800 more years. But I got yeah. to zero at least. Uh, yeah, it was actually one of the first written languages. Uh, it was developed from the earlier Phoenician alphabet, and it was the first one that had vowels as well as consonants. Before, did they just have consonants? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, if you look at some ancient writing, it it kind of looks like, how would you even pronounce any of that? <laughs> Because there's no vowels anywhere to be found. Oh man, I'm thank you Greeks for adding the precious vowel. Yeah, they also originally only had a single form of each letter, but later they added an upper and lower case. Ooh, I forgot. All right, I actually didn't know for sure there were cases in the Greek alphabet until just yesterday when I was playing a trivia game with my sister and my wife. And one of the things we had to do was draw a capital Delta. And I had to think for a little bit, but then I thought, oh, wait, in chemistry, it's a triangle. So I'm going to draw that. Yeah, I think I kind of knew that, but I didn't actually know it. And it's weird because unlike our alphabet, a lot of them, they don't look that similar. Like for Delta, it's the triangle. And then the other one is like a sort of sideways-ish D. <laughs> and then you have other ones like Kappa, which basically just looks like a a big K and a little K. Yeah, now that you now that I think about it, that's kind of like how our D is. Our D does not look like the little D at all. Yeah, that's true. And if it's Disney, it doesn't even look like a regular <laughs> D. That's just a big G or maybe a Q or something. Oh, capital Q. I don't even talk about capital Q in cursive. Um, yeah, but some of the Greek letters are commonly used for uh, Greek fraternities and sororities, naming conventions, you know, typical three Greek letters, and you would think that there could be a cool reason behind that, but no, not really. They just wanted to not be considered just a stupid drunk college club so they decided to get greek names to make themselves sound more legit how long take it seriously how long did that really last that people were actually fooled by like oh wait a second they can't be that because they have greek letters in their name uh my guess would be until their first kecker oh (laughs) so somehow that tradition lasted on anyway 
Yep, and we still use it today. I was actually uh, accepted into a an academic um, business, I think, society, but I don't remember what it was called. I think it's like Alpha something something <laughs> in college. Alpha's the easy one to know. <laughs> I've got a pin somewhere, like a, a little golden pin, like you could put on a shirt or jacket or something that says it on it. Is it just like a little like golden A? Um, I don't even know what it looks like. I haven't seen it in years. <laughs> I should probably find that. I hope it's not Scarlet. Oh, literature reference. Um, but anyway, so the Greek language, in its both its classical and its modern form, the Greek alphabet has twenty four letters, so two less than our English alphabet. And it's ordered from alpha to omega, which is why people always say alpha and omega is like beginning and end. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> I know we did. We were supposed to learn that in Latin class one time, which sounds weird. You think we learned the Latin alphabet, but I guess we kind of already knew that. So we they learned the Greek one instead. And I know it's always easier to memorize it in fours, but I only know the first eight now. And, and then omega. Yeah, there was a lot of Greek letters looking through this that I didn't even know were a thing. Like, one that looks like a P, but its name is Rho or something. <laughs> R-H-O. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Yeah, I think it's Rho. Why was Ada afraid of Zeta? Uh, uh, I don't know. Because Zeta, Ada, Theta. Uh... <laughs> the Greek alphabet version of six, afraid of seven. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, it was in the Greek alphabet was originally written to be read from right to left. What? But then it changed to a word that I can't pronounce that <laughs> translates to turning like oxen. <laughs> like oxen? Which, yes, which meant that the direction of writing alternated with each line. So I guess I would like go from right to left and then left to right, and you would read it in like a serpentine <laughs> fashion, which sounds really hard and confusing. So you'd read it like the Space Invaders when they lower down in the game Space Invaders. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but it wasn't moving, hopefully, because that would be even harder. Oh yeah, like if, oh if subtitles or like follow the bouncing ball if they had Greek sing-along TV, it bounced to the right and then back to the left and back to the right. Do you think there's a Greek sing-along version of My Big Fat Greek Wedding? Uh, there better be, and it has to only be in Greek letters. I don't remember if there's actually any singing in that movie, but <laughs> I feel like there should be. Maybe I was mixing that up with Mamma Mia in my brain. Oh, yeah, I don't think there's much Greek in Mamma Mia. <laughs> it's just ABBA. Oh, <laughs> Mamma Mia sounds Italian. I'm just getting Roman and Greek mixed up again. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but then by the 5th century, um, it changed to the pattern that's used today, which is the standard left or right. Oh, thank goodness. I would, if we somehow had adapted that reading left to right and then to left and then to right, that just, I mean, I guess we would have been raised with it, so it would be normal. <laughs> yeah. I, I cannot imagine learning that. I think you would have to concentrate a lot harder to read anything. Oh. Definitely. Jeez. And your 
I think your eyes, your eye muscles would be really strong because they would constantly be flicking back and forth <laughs> across well, the page. Well, actually, now that I think about it, maybe they'd be more efficient. So that way you can like just read your way back instead of having to like flick them back to the left and then read slowly to the right and then flick them back like a typewriter. You would just <laughs> go down the page slowly. It's true. Just like a spaghetti or a macaroni that people swallow to test which one can swallow the most without breaking it. Nice callback, then. <laughs> Let's just connect all of this together to one long strand of noodle. <laughs> that we will then slowly consume. <laughs> no, that, that's what the listeners do <laughs> with this oh, podcast. Right. Consume this podcast like a macaroni noodle. As long as you can without breaking it up. <laughs> so don't pause it. <laughs> Ever. Or else you've lost the Lazzaroli. Lazzaroni? I think it's what it was. Yeah, that's some weird trivia there. Is there anything else cool um, about the Greek alphabet? Hmm. I'm trying to see if I do or not. I think I've pretty much exhausted the cool facts. <laughs> oh, actually, yes. Um, do you know what the longest word in the Greek language is? Uh, I do not. I know very few words in the Greek language. Uh, I think orzo is an alcohol from Greece or a food. I think, wasn't orzo a type of rice or pasta? Oh, that one sounds better. That sounds right. Yeah, so I know a four-letter Greek word, and that's the best I can do. Well, the longest word in the Greek language is 78 syllables and 171 letters. That, did you have to read it left to right and then right to left? No, but I can't actually read it at all. Oh. So, <laughs> so we... Um, <laughs> but its meaning roughly translates to a name of a dish compounded of all kinds of dainties Fish, flesh, fowl, and sauces. It's just like a buffet? Is that what it is? It sounds kind of like a turducken. Oh, okay. Maybe like a cornucopia buffet. Yeah, maybe like a turducken, but they're not like necessarily stuffed inside of each other. They're just kind of all there. Okay. It sounds like they're doing... a. Kind of like what the Germans do, where instead of making a long word that means one thing, their new word just consists of, let's put all the words combined into one, and that's what this is. Yeah, pretty much. Come on, Greek. Just make up a new word for it. It's a lot easier. Yeah, like froth. Oh, yeah. See? Perfect. Well, froth is kind of doing what they do, <laughs> but they add a lot more stuff on there. Like but it's flesh. shorter. And fish, and do you say snakes, or did I make up snakes? <laughs> no, fish, fish, flesh, fowl, and sauces. Oh, sauces, not snakes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a that's a an important distinction. <laughs> the Greeks did not eat as many snakes as they ate sauces. No, um, but if you would like to hear it pronounced, this woman can pronounce it for you. <laughs> Oh, 
κύχλε επικόσυφο, φάτο περίστερα λέκτριον όπτο κεφάλιο κύκλο, πέλιο, λαγό, σύρεο, βαφή, τραγανόπτερίγον. Wow, that was crazy. Yeah, I got tired just listening to that. I bet that used a lot of graphemes. What's a grapheme? <laughs> Thank you for participating in that lame segue I started. <laughs> uh, a grapheme is pretty much the same thing as a letter, but the generic word for it. So like, ah. it, like a Russian letter would also be a grapheme. It's just the smallest unit used in writing. That's not even the main thing I'm talking about. I thought it was interesting that it exists and I had no idea. Right, so you mentioned the Greek alphabet, which you said was like the, what, the first like real, real alphabet that is out there. Yeah, the first cool alphabet anyway. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, I'm going to start with a little bit of the Latin alphabet. I mean, I took Latin. It seemed appropriate, especially with you getting Greek. And also because the Latin alphabet very quickly became the English alphabet. So I will not have to be here long. Now, let's see. So, the history of the alphabet, or at least the Latin alphabet. What do you think the Latin alphabet started off as? Or can you, can you go through, from start to end, the English alphabet, and I'll let you know when you are wrong. Oh, you mean, can I recite the alphabet, Ben? Well, no, no. The old, not, not the current. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know, know the, the alphabet, Heather? <laughs> Well, actually, uh, well, speaking of the song, I have a little bit of interesting things about that. So it's called the ABC, not the ABC. It's called the ABC verse one. So I really want to know what verse two is, but that's what? not on here. <laughs> uh, it was copyrighted in 1835 by a Boston-based music publisher named Charles Bradley, and it's called... The ABC, a German air with variations for the flute with an easy accompaniment for the pianoforte. Which is just the hmm. word for the piano. Wait, so did that guy write the music to the alphabet song? Because if so, did he also write the music to like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star and all those other songs that are to the same tune? That's a good question, but actually the arrangement is attributed to someone named Louise Lamar. Well, it looks kind of French, so I'm, saying, I'm assuming it's Louis, not Louis. Yes. As an 18th century composer, he invented the song. And yeah, the theme hmm. it says uh, the theme is that used by Mozart for his piano variations. And of course, also Twinkle Twinkle and Ba Ba Black Sheep. Ah, okay. You know, uh, there is a way. Well, there's an alternate version for those who say Zed, hoping it rhymes better. Trying to rhyme N with Zed, which doesn't really rhyme. No. British people say Zed. And can you learn how, or do you know how to say the alphabet backwards? Mm, not very well. There's a way you can sing it with the song. It's hmm. Z, Y, X, W, V, and U, T, and S, and R, and Q, P, O, N, M, L, K, J, I, H, G, F, E, D, C, B, A, Wow, did you already know that, or did you have to practice it? Uh, well, I, I could do it, but I didn't say it, I mean, in my head when I learned it backwards. I didn't learn it with that rhythm, which is way better than the one I do. 
Uh, it, it can end with, now I know my CBAs, next time won't you lead the way? Or, now I know my ZYXs, let's all go and walk to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> that could be quite an endeavor, depending on where you're located currently. Not too bad for me. It wouldn't be too far for me to actually get to Texas. It would probably take me several months. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you are further than I am from Texas. Yeah, at least a couple of weeks. I don't know how long it would actually take me to walk, but it's basically halfway across the country from me. Oh, yeah. I'm already bordering it. So that will help. Although I did used to live there for a while. Oh. All right, so to the old Latin alphabet, not the classical one, just the original old Latin alphabet, how far do you think you can get in that alphabetically? Well, I never took Latin in school. I only took Spanish, so probably not very far. Well, uh, it go starts off easy. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, no J. There is no J at all. K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, V, X. Just hmm. cut out a whole bunch hmm. of the end of the alphabet there. No W. No W. No U. That's why in a lot of Latin stuff, you'll see a V written like in place of U. For Julius Caesar, imagine he's spelling his name. Mm. I-V-L-I-V-S. <laughs> yeah. Which, uh. Actually, if you pronounce it in Latin, it'd be Julius Caesar. Which, Kaiser. Yeah, that's Isn't where that the, the... The German... Yeah, that's where that word came from, actually. Oh. A lot of words. I accidentally stumbled into knowledge. <laughs> well, I do have a related question later on that I'll get to. Uh, but yeah, that's what it was originally. Like, uh, I think there was a Z at one point. They dropped it off and used the G instead. They didn't what? want the K. They're like, nah, we don't want the K. Let's go with C. So they didn't have a J or a K. What did they say when they were just kidding? Ah. <laughs> They'll say, didn't mean it, DMI. <laughs> that sounds like TMI. Oh, yeah, it does. They probably didn't have TMI back then either, so, so it might be okay. They probably didn't have texting either, so. Oh, and here, here's an easy, easy question. Do you know where the word alphabet comes from? Uh, Yes, because it's from the Greek, <laughs> alpha yes. and beta. Yeah, it's better than, I guess, the alpha omega. Oh, that would almost work still if they called it that. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting about just that. that the, the Latin alphabet, we just cut out a whole bunch of letters. Well, eventually, there was the English alphabet. Well, at least the old English alphabet. I skipped the, this classical Latin also that more of just refined what the letters are. It didn't, I think it added back Y and Z. And it was kind of interesting about it is, uh, so the emperor, Emperor Claudius is trying to introduce three more letters to it, which included Y and Z, because they were taken from the Greek alphabet. Uh, y was actually pronounced back then Greek Y. And Z is pronounced Zeta, or as it eventually became Z, which is why in like the UK and Australia, they say Z instead of Z. Hmm. Because they use the original version. Yes, and 
also when they originally pronounced letters, they wouldn't they didn't call them A or B or C. It'd be like ah or ba or b. Or a lot of times it was just uh the word like, I think they're called acrophony. It's a Greek word. I think that means uppermost sound is what it looks like. Like acros uppermost phone sound. Phone's easy half of that. Uh, it's every letter of the alphabet, like you said, Greek does. So A wasn't called A. It was just called alpha because alpha, you can spell out alpha with Greek letters, but it starts with A. So our alphabet could just be like apple, baseball, camera, and we could have like an acrophony alphabet. Mm, well, we actually do for military purposes, but we'll get to that later. Oh, well, it's kind of like, and well, I know once English got a hold of it, we started adding an E sound to the end of every letter instead, which is why we have a B, C, D, and like all, that's why so many letters rhyme, but we did it for Z, but for some reason, we're the only place that did that, and everyone else that speaks English seems to use Z instead. Ha, ah, that rhymed. Well, also, so, all right, when do you think the original first English alphabet was written down? Hmm. Let's see. I'm going to go with, uh, 12, no, 1400. <laughs> <laughs> you were closer before. It was in the year 1011. Oh. Some monk with a name I can't pronounce? Bertfero, it looks kind of Welshy of a name. He wrote down the alphabet, and he listed the 24 letters of the Latin alphabet, because now we have a few more letters in here. We have a Y and a Z and a K, finally. And then he added a couple more, uh, including an ampersand and five more letters that are not letters anymore. And what? We... Yes, first of all, ampersand. Do you know why it's called that? Uh, no, I don't, actually. It actually means and, per se, and. But it got corrupted in pronunciation. And now it's just ampersand. Oh. That's just a weird trivia I learned years ago. Like, a hashtag or a pound sign, it, it was called an octothorpe at one time. Wow. Imagine we could all be octothorping now instead of hashtagging. <laughs> oh, man. Octothorpe froth. <laughs> well, uh, in Old English, yeah, like I said, we, we got rid of a few letters that were originally in our alphabet. So it went all the way X, Y, Z, ampersand, win, thorn, eth, yog, and then sometimes <laughs> they would add in a... An oi. Bay? No, uh, well, it's like that. It's actually an A and an E combined into one letter, like you see in the word encyclopedia sometimes. Or, I guess, encyclopedia. Oh, okay. Those are called graphemes, also. Like, if you mix it, uh, or ligature, sorry, because it is a grapheme. A ligature is if you put together two letters into one grapheme. So the A-E in encyclopedia. And there was also an O-E, which was pronounced oi. Well, we got rid of those. We don't use those anymore. Uh, we got rid of yog, which looks... Was that for yogurt? <laughs> <laughs> That's for fro-yog. <laughs> <laughs> or yogi bear. It all comes back around to fro-yo. Uh, it looks like uh, a three, basically. Like a fancy, like, 
backwards italicized number three. And mm. it was kind of where our Y sound came from. And then we have F, which uh, it, it was the DH sound and became the D sound. Like a lot, most of these extra letters were two letters put together, making one sound. And the F looks like a capital D with a little tiny line through the left half of it. Wow, uh, that's confusing. There's the win, W-Y-N-N. Uh, it's also been called the Wonjo in Proto-Germanic. But no, that was where our W came from. So we kept the win around, but changed it into a W instead. It's also been called a Winja. Winja and a Wonjo and a win. <laughs> it was Winja, a whiny ninja. <laughs> What's a Wonjo then? Um, Someone who only drinks one cup of coffee. Ah, oh man. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks kind of like if you have the letter P, but on the curved part, the bottom part of the curved part decide to slide almost all the way down to the bottom and sort of tr almost make a D instead, if that makes any sense at all. So like a D, a capital D with a little bit of a line coming off the bottom? That, and it's still, like, the top half is still there for the top of the P, and so it's all stretched out and has to curve way up sharply. I'm trying to think, hmm. like, an upturned cartoon nose, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I can see that. Most interestingly is the letter thorn, which uh, looks like a P if you take the round part and slide it down to halfway instead of at the top. So it's just like a vertical line with a circle coming out of the middle of it. Now that letter is, I think it's really interesting. I don't know if anyone else does, but I do. Because all right, the letter thorn, we still use today in some ways. You have seen it before, maybe without even knowing you've seen it. And you've used it maybe without knowing you've used it. Pray uh, tell when. It was originally our TH sound. And as written language changed, that weird-looking P changed how it was pointing. And the little circle went up higher and higher. And it started, like, parting a little bit at the top. And started looking like a Y, as in ye old shop, which actually means the old shop. Because the Y oh. was actually a thorn. It's not a Y. It just looks like one. That makes so much sense now. Yeah, finally explain because it's not you, old shop. It's always supposed to be the if it's on a sign like that. Okay, well that makes a lot more sense than it does. what a thorn in our alphabet side. Oh, you're on a roll today. Well, uh, that's actually all of my alphabet facts, but I do have a quiz involving letters. Bring it on. All right, so... This... As long as it's not about Latin. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it uses Latin letters because we do too. We just added some in there when we decided to go for it. So it's it sort of does. All right, so you've heard of silent letters, you know, letters that you don't pronounce. Uh, As of today, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd assume you would have heard of them sometime in your entire school history because we learned it pretty early on. Oh, yeah, like uh, the silent H in a lot of... Wait, no. Yes? 
in an... or the N or the P in pneumonia. Yeah. Pneumonia. Yes. Or pterodactyl. Those kind of silent letters. Yeah. It's like those. He is. He is often silent. They. <laughs> <laughs> they originally came about because, uh, well, it's mostly an English alphabet thing. Because our alphabet isn't just Latin, it's not just Greek, it's not just Germanic. We just take all of them. We are a melting pot of languages, just like America. Yeah, America. So because of it, we have so many words from so many languages. Did you know the word penguin is actually Welsh? Really? It is. That's just something I just now remembered and threw in here. We have so many weird words, and we keep some of their rules from their words, so we have a lot of silent letters. Well, I have a quiz, seeing if you know some words with silent letters. I'm sure you know several, but I have to see if you know these specific ones. Okay. Uh, each of the words will start with a silent letter, and I'll tell you what letter it is. And there'll be a clue telling you which word I'm looking for. And listeners, play along at home. Write down your answers and email them in and see if you get them all right. You don't have to email them in because I'm going to tell the answers after each question, actually. So never mind. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to have to wait until everyone emails <laughs> to know the answers. Well, tell me off air. <laughs> well, listeners, tell us how you did. There we go. And all where right. can they email us? Oh, alphabetscoopcast at gmail.com. Alphabet scoop cast, like podcast, but just a cast. And scoop, not soup. We we were not wealthy enough to get alphabet soup at gmail.com. We were about 150 <laughs> years too late for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Back then, the old alphabet scoop lobby picked up that email address just in case it was ever invented. They were really ahead of their time. <laughs> Your first question. This A word exists in every grocery store ever. Aisle. Yes. Uh, this C is a title for a government official, and it originated from the name Caesar. Hmm. Was that no, you buzzing no, no. in? <laughs> <laughs> you heard that? Yeah. yeah, I think somebody just texted me. Oh. Sorry. I was like, I didn't Hold know on. we had buzzers. An extra hint, sometimes it starts with a T-S instead of what it starts with. Oh, that's definitely not what I was thinking of. <laughs> T-S. If sometimes it starts with a T-S, this version starts with a C-Z. Czar? Yes. That came from Caesar also. Oh, okay. Which makes what is the T-Z variation? I have no idea. Or T-T-S? Yes, yeah. Is it T-S? Yeah. Uh, it just also happens. Sometimes it's czar, sometimes it's tsar, and I hate oh, like crosswords. Oh, like T-S-A-R? Yeah, because in crosswords it'll come up, and I'm like, well, I know it's blank blank A-R, but I can't put the rest in yet. This E river is frequent, frequently paired with the Tigris River when said. Euphrates. Yes. This J word describes a person from a certain town in Mexico that is known for the origin of a certain pepper. Um, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> accidentally be racist. No, I don't think you're going to be racist. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're going to be right. Oh, is it jalapeno? Yes. 
Jalapeno, however you say it. Yeah, well, I think it. I think that's a little squiggle. Over I tried to say it more Mexican-y because <laughs> it has an N Y. Is that what that's called? Yes. Oh, I just called it like a tilde above the N. Yeah, I should have done something about the Spanish alphabet. I actually know stuff about that. <laughs> well, wait till we time next time we get to A. We'll just do alphabet again and do different ones. And we could talk about umlauts, or we could just talk about punctuation. Oh yeah, P. yeah P. Well, uh, jalapeno, Spanish from uh, Spanish for from jalapa, which is actually started it's spelled with an X usually at the start, but not a J. But jalapeno is spelled with a J. It's just a weird thing I found out. Uh, this L animal is native to South America and is a relative of the alpaca. Llama. Yes, because one of them is silent. <laughs> yes, that's almost a trick question. Or else it'll be llama. La llama. Uh, la la llama. Right. Uh, examples of this M word include Roy G. Biv and my very educated mother just served us nine pizzas. Mnemonic? Yes, that's a weird spelled word. Uh, two more. This T word is similar to a programming block on Cartoon Network that featured anime. But uh, the real word that we're looking for means harbor wave in Japanese. Hmm. The anime thing really threw me off, but <laughs> I'm guessing it's Tsunami? Yes, there was a cartoon block called Toonami. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Which I was just thinking of the Disney Channel original movie, Johnny Tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. But now that I think about it, Toonamis is kind of like dark to name it, since Toonamis aren't good things. They'd be like, oh, let's yeah. have a channel called Toonado. <laughs> uh, and this W animal is usually a small brown bird. Small brown bird. There weren't a lot of interesting things about this W. It starts with a W, or the W is silent? Both. <laughs> hmm. Uh, Ren? Yes, yes, you aced that quiz. Now, do you ah. know what all of those specific words have in common? Other than silent letters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, thinking about it. It's, it's, no. if you yeah, see, this is one of the things you either know or you won't know. Uh, they are f all from a song that the bare naked ladies sing called Crazy ABCs. Okay. But they go through the alphabet, and each letter is, well, like A is for aisle, F is for bedellium, C is for czar, and they go on and on with like a little song about the alphabet, but they all start with silent letters. Oh, nice. I'm not familiar with that tune. I'll have to look it up. So people check out Bare Naked Ladies, Crazy ABCs. Check it out. Wait, wrong show. That still works. It's in, it's in the, <laughs> the extended universe. It's in our EU. <laughs> It's canon. So that's my quiz. You perfected it. Hooray! I love being good at quizzes. So speaking of tornadoes, tornadoes. <laughs> yes. No, I was trying to help transition into yours. Oh, uh, I'm not sure how that helps. Because the NATO <laughs> alphabet. Oh, NATO, right? <laughs> Um, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, are you doing, Ben? Ah, uh, WTF? 
You may be familiar with such expressions, but do you know what those combinations of word-letter pairings are from? Uh, I know they say them in, like, military games. They're like, oh, tango down. I think it means terrorist down. So I'm guessing yes. something military. Well, mi military. <laughs> yes, well, they're used in a lot of military organizations. Having grown up in the, well, not in the military. <laughs> I wasn't enlisted. <laughs> I wasn't uh, conscripted as a child. But my dad was in the Air Force, so growing up, I was on, I lived on a lot of military bases, and I was around a lot of military people and military jargon and signage. And so I am fairly familiar with the, what is known as the NATO phonetic alphabet. Ah, NATO like the group NATO? Yes. Okay. Which I don't remember what it stands for right now. The National American Treaty of. <laughs> yeah. Um, that will be for our NATO podcast for the letter N. <laughs> oh, North Atlantic Treaty Organization. There you go. Yeah, um, their own alphabet, I guess. Yeah, because like when I when I lived on the base growing up, there would be signs that would say like threat level alpha or like threat level bravo, and then like around nine eleven, it was like threat level Charlie and Delta, which are higher. Well, I would about... not want to see Omega. No, I don't actually know how high it goes. I don't remember. I think either Delta <laughs> is the highest one, maybe. Why did say Omega? There's no Omega in the NATO alphabet. <laughs> Um, no, actually, but that will be a quiz later. Uh-oh. So, I hope you can remember the real O letter. Oh, no. I've been trying to think of one. I was trying to say LOL, but I keep thinking orange. I know it's not orange. <laughs> um, yeah, so the NATO phonetic alphabet is used for, um like radio communication a lot of the time or stuff where you can't see the person you're talking to. Like right so now. in order to avoid confusion, like if you're reading back a, a lot of times, even if you like call a company and they're reading back a sequence of letters and numbers to you, they will use this or some version of it, like alpha delta niner, Charlie. So that you don't hear them say like, uh, one, two, three, D, B, F, T, G, <laughs> and you may, because like you were saying before, a lot of our letters sound very similar, and especially if someone is speaking with an accent or you, they're speaking quickly, you could very easily confuse what letter they're trying to pronounce. That makes so, sense. to avoid the confusion with that and to help with international military communication they came up with this alphabet uh it was con it was invented by the international civil aviation organization whoa and hold on let me scroll down when you are on the phone talking to someone and giving them letters do you do you use the nato alphabet or do you have to go with like i do where i'm like z is for zebra 
Yeah, I usually do that because, shocker, I don't actually have it all memorized. <laughs> I only know mostly the popular ones and probably some of the slightly less popular ones because of the whole military thing. Oh, yeah. I always have the issue where sometimes I'll be like, V is for, and I blank on every word that could possibly start with V. I'm like, uh, Violin. Uh, <laughs> I can't think v of anything. Is, v is for Viagra. And that's just like, V is for... <laughs> Volcano, volcano, volcano. Vampires. Oh yeah, vampires. Uh yeah, but they developed the system in the nineteen fifties to help account for the discrepancies between multiple naming systems. You know, the military loves using acronyms for stuff. So, like NATO. Lots of letters involved. It's not always just words. Um, And there are um, non-English spellings of some of the words, which I don't want to tell you which ones they are because they might be on my quiz. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. But they settled on uh, code words for each letter of the alphabet, which is... The English alphabet A through Z. Or Z. And, yeah, sure. <laughs> Depending um, on if you're Neil Orange Peel or something. And the way that they chose the words was um, trying to choose words that would be understood in the context of others. Uh, like it has an example here, football has a higher chance of being understood than foxtrot in isolation, but foxtrot is better because you're not going to be talking about foxtrot (laughs) all the time, (laughs) unless you're really into like ballroom dancing, maybe. That makes sense. I I thought it's also, is it, or is it also partly because don't none of them rhyme? Uh, like weird ye- words, so you couldn't like mishear one as another, like you can with just B, C, D, V, G. Yeah, um, that wasn't a listed fact, but yeah, I don't think any of them rhyme. Just looking through, so they're they sound very distinct when you say them, so it usually avoids any confusion that you would have with just letters. And that's pretty important in military communications, I would guess. Yeah, because it could be the difference between, like, shoot on sight and hold your fire. (laughs) That would be a lot of rhyming letters (laughs) to make that all line up. Yeah, but, you know, if you were doing, like, a coded transmission or something. They might think it's, like, shoop on sight. (laughs) I don't know what that means, but they might start shooping. Or it could be shout. Dance. Shout on sight. And then they would just alert people to their position instead of actually shooting someone. Um, and there's also the codes, they're all English words, but they're not always English pronunciations. Oh, man. <laughs> so different agencies sometimes use different pronunciations depending on like where they're based. Like, there's this, uh, there's a chart here that has the U.S. Army standard, and then there is 
a Roman standard. There's FAA, which is the um. That the airplane the federal air uh, federal aviation administration. Oh, that's the word. Um, they have standards for the pronunciation, and then there's also um one that's French. Oh wow! You know those agencies can be called the alphabet agencies. Yeah. Just bringing it Except back to alphabet not. more. Um, there's also ones for numbers. There's one, or actually there's zero through nine, because like niner, that. everybody knows niner. Oh, I thought that it's like to add letters on for no reason. So you don't confuse five with nine? Um, probably. I didn't thought about that before, but like those two sound very similar. Yeah, so, I mean, they're mostly pretty straightforward. One, two, three, four. There's other ones for different organizations. Oh. Like other, <laughs> it says tree for three for one of them. <laughs> you could go ahead Two. and say three. Come on, guys. <laughs> There's uh, five, five and panta five. <laughs> There's seven and seti seven. I'm so glad those aren't on the quiz. Or wait, actually, I guess you pronounce it say tay seven. Say tay seven. This is like we'll say seventy seven. seven. They're six and soxy six. <laughs> no, no, now we're in like the Cockney slang. Uh, niner, niner, or maybe it's ninner and <laughs> no, no, they niner. No, these, I'm not gonna, I can't believe these are real. The, I can't imagine the army saying like, oh, seti seven, soxy six. <laughs> No, well, that's actually a different organization. Uh, hold on, let me the see. The Irish. It says USMC Marine Corps. Marine Corps use those. So well, it's... they're not the really weird ones. Those are. It says ITU and IMO. Let me scroll back up and see what those are. If the Navy uses them too, it'd be SEAL Team Soxy 6. ITU is the International Telecommunication Union, and IMO is the International Maritime Organization. In my opinion, that's what that means. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they have the weird ones. But it could be to have more disambiguation with more international concerns. Because the U.S. military and Marine Corps, Army, all of those are probably mostly English-speaking, native English-speaking people, so. I guess that makes sense. Cause it, well, if you're communicating with a German, you start saying nine. I think you're just no, saying yeah, no. that <laughs> could get confusing real fast. So you need ninner. Ninner, ninner, boo-boo. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to imagine um, what they're going to say. Oh, man. I really want to hear people using that number alphabet. Wait. Num oh, what's the word for that now? Just numbers? Um yeah, I'm not sure. Um well, here's a fun fact. The NATO alphabet appeared in some United States Air Force Europe publications during the Cold War. Hmm. For example, the Ramstein Air Base, which I have been there, by the way. It's in Germany. And it's Whoa. Cool. 
telephone directory published between 1969 and 1973. Well, is is that base based off the uh, the band Rammstein? Um, yeah. Well, that's the German word place. Oh. <laughs> um, one of those. I don't remember exactly. But this isn't German trivia. It's alphabet trivia. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> we'll say that for a G is for German. Not committing to that. I don't know enough German trivia. I was trying to think of the German word for yes. And then yeah. I this yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like another word with silent letters. Ouija. Doesn't have all sorts of letters because it, it originally meant we ya. Just yes and yes in French and German. Not alphabet trivia, but it fit in with the y'all. Really? Oh. Yeah, it's just we are. So was it like a a backwards thing with the spelling of it, or? I think that was how it was designed. I think they wanted. To, they said it was like some mystical word that means something, but I think they just took two words from two different languages that mean the same thing, and so it's it's the yes yes board. Hmm. I've seen that word so many times and always thought it was really weird, but I've never put that together that it's. Those two words smashed together. <laughs> a portmanteau of yes, yes. Uh, oh, yeah, that's we- a double language portmanteau. I wonder how many of those there are. Mm, we can do that for our P podcast. <laughs> portmanteau. Portmanteaus. In which we also have a small segment about Natalie Portman. Ah, they have to make some good portmanteau, portman portmanteaus. Oh no, oh, no. Yeah. There's some joke about toes and Portman. But I'm we'll think I'll wait until P before I figure it out and deliver that. Okay, well you have about I don't know what letter P is in the alphabet. <laughs> um It's like sixteen, I think. Yeah, sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. Wow. I have fifteen more weeks then to figure it out. Yep. Stay tuned, folks. This is riveting radio. Even though I already told Podcasting. everyone the punchline. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned for that joke we already told you the punchline to. I'll have a setup in 15 weeks. Just wait for it. <laughs> uh, so, Ben, how many of the NATO alphabet words do you think you know? All right. See, this is a problem in my brain now because all I can think of is the Greek alphabet. And I know okay, the well second then, one's not beta. This should be a difficult quiz for you. Oh, no. Um, so everyone knows the major ones. Alpha, which is not actually spelled the way that you think it's spelled. What? It's A-L-F-A. Like Alpha Alpha? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Didn't know that one. Yeah, that's... um. That's one of the ones where it's in the official version, the non-English spelling is used. Oh, you know, if you spell that backwards, you can almost spell Aflac. True. So there's one other word in this uh, alphabet where the official version is a non-English spelling, and that is the word for J. Do you know what it is? Oh, oh, uh, G. Julius? Oh, you were so close. It's no. Juliet. Oh, oh, is it Joliet? No, it's oh. Juliet, 
but spelled like Juliet, but with two T's and... Yeah, two T's. <laughs> J-U-L-I-E-T-T. See, I still have Latin alphabet on the brain. Uh, yeah, so you were really close. I thought you were going to get it until you finished the word. <laughs> Julius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so those are the two that use um, non-English spellings. That's pretty cool. And I'm not really sure why, because for that one, the only difference is another T. Yeah. <laughs> if they put an E at the end, it would be a Lady Juliet. Yeah. Or just with one T is also, I think that's how it's spelled in yeah. Romeo and Juliet. In other words, a Juliet instead of Juliet. That's hard to really show this and saying it out loud. Yes. <laughs> like Juliet, like the feminine. Yeah. Et. Yeah, that way. That's, that's a better way. Um. So, do you know what the word for Q is? Oh, you picked the hard ones. <laughs> It is... I can give you a hint if you would like. I'll give a, pre a pre-guess, and then I want the hint if I'm wrong. Okay. Is it quartz? No. Oh. <laughs> it's a city in Canada. Or a province. Wait, oh. I think it's a city. I'm pretty sure it's a city. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Quebec. Or Quebec. Yes. Which way are you supposed to say it? Uh, This says Quebec. Okay. For the pronunciation guide. I guess the way they actually say it, well, most people just say, call it Quebec, but I guess it's Quebec. Okay. Yes. Uh, it looks like it's a province, and there's a city called Quebec City. Oh, okay, so, so right. I was right on both counts. <laughs> yeah, it's the, I think it, it's the east, or the biggest province on the east side. Then you get a bunch of small ones over there. Ah. I've missed two so far. Yeah, so far you're 0 for 2. Maybe you can do better on R. I'm I'm zippy zero for 2d2 using the number, the NATO number language. I also have a hint for this one if oh, you don't guess. R, R, R. I got it. All right, R. Oh, wait. Oh, that was the question. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure I know this one. Romeo? Yes. Oh, okay, the Juliet yeah, it triggered it. Juliet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I would not have thought of it if I hadn't already done the Juliet question. Uh, what about why? Wait, hey, there's that car called the Alfa Romeo, and that's spelled A L F A. Mm hmm. Uh, that's not that. Oh, why? Oh no. Oh, let's just, just let's just do like H for hotel. Um, um, you are correct, but that's not what I asked you. <laughs> Let's just do that one instead. It's way easier. Or oh, all right, so Y is for YOLO. Mm, wah, wah. Yogurt. Yogurt. No. Oh. I'll give you a hint. Uh, it's a candle company. Oh. It's also a doodle dandy. <laughs> it's also a doodle dandy. I'm gonna go with Yankee. <laughs> Yes. And you know what? Brings it back around to macaroni. It does. <laughs> He's stuck his feather in his cup. <laughs> That's how we should end every podcast. And that Bringing was it back to macaroni. <laughs> we stick a feather in our caps and call it macaroni. <laughs> okay, what about N? Oh. N. Oh, okay, so 
Mm, that's hotel is H. I'm gonna stick with that one because I know it. N is is Neptune. No. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I'll give you a hint. Yes, please. It's the month I was born. <laughs> Nanuary. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, October, November. Yes. <laughs> Only one of those. But I think January sounds more fun. <laughs> January. Sounds like the month you go visit your grandma. My grandma was born in January. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start calling it Nanuary. I, I don't call her that, though. I call her Grand. So I guess Granuary. Yeah. Uh, Nan is more of like a British thing, I think. Oh, yeah. Or the month you that you visit your nanny. So do I get half a point for the ones I get hints for, or zero points still? Um, I'll give you half of a macaroni noodle. Oh, so that's bare, That's a quarter of a full circle noodle. Yeah. So you have, uh, what three, half? No, four. No, three half noodles. <laughs> so that's that's all I wait. Did I have any of them without the hint yet? I got Romeo, didn't I? Yeah, you got Romeo. Okay. And you almost got Juliet, but not. Oh, quite. yeah, I said Julius. <laughs> okay, what about? Oh, I could give you a really hard one. <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you one that you maybe know. What about E? Echo. I knew that one. Yes. Spelled with an H, right? In in it, and not like Echo the Dolphin. Yes, and not like Mr. Echo from Lost. Oh yeah, with just a K. Yeah, E C H O. Oh sweet, I got another one. Uh, what about C? Everyone knows C. Oh, C's just Charlie. Yep. Like Charlie Bucket. From. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Yes. Or Charlie and the yeah, or Chocolate Charlie. Factory. <laughs> well, from Willy both Wonka of them gets now. all the fame. He's the cool one. Well, he does have that hat. Yeah, and the candy factory. Yeah, but he gives it to Charlie <laughs> at the end. Yeah, but it's, it's mo but it's not his. The sequel should be called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And not Charlie and the Glass Elevator. Where he goes to space. Is there actually a sequel? Yeah, yeah, there's a sequel book. It's wow. Charlie, Charlie, yeah, it's Charlie in the Glass Elevator, and he goes to space in the Glass Elevator, and there are these weird, like, little fuzzy monsters that attack him at some point. That's all I remember from it. I want to see Charlie in the Glass Ceiling, wherein Charlie goes to Washington and campaigns <laughs> for equal pay for women. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to burst right through that glass ceiling? Yeah, <laughs> no, it, like that elevator burst out of the building. <laughs> Oompa Loompas don't get paid nearly enough. Yeah, and their working conditions are terrible. I mean, they could fall right in that chocolate river. So can little children, little German children. <laughs> well, they're about the same height, so. <laughs> that is true. They could get sucked up that tube, too. Drastically different weights. Oh, do I have any more letters to guess? Um, I'll try to give you another softball. How about X? It's not Xenon. 
girl of the 21st, 21st century. century. <laughs> Not that one. It is X-Ray. Yes. Oh, I mean that and xylophone. You have a full macaroni noodle. Yeah. Congratulations. I remembered O, by the way, during the podcast. It's Oscar. Oh, yeah? Yes. I finally remembered it. So I was waiting for the O question to come up. <laughs> um, what about M? M. Oh, wait. So it's probably not hotel and motel. So it can't be. <laughs> M no, because they don't rhyme. Is No, it's not mango because T is tango. It, all right. Uh, H I J K Lima, Kilo Lima. You are right about K and L. I'll show you if I go in order if it would just slip out of my mouth. Uh, monster. No, it's a name. Mario. No, <laughs> some would say they want to be like him. A mergin. <laughs> <laughs> is that even a name? Oh, oh Mike. I was thinking, no. <laughs> I was thinking like a Mergen. <laughs> <laughs> what even is that? It's just like a virgin, but merge. I don't know what a Mergen is. He said, <laughs> I want to be like, so I thought it must be Mergen. <laughs> oh, you know, like Mike, the hit movie starring Lil Romeo or Lil Bow Wow or one of those Lils. And then he becomes a magician stripper. Oh, no. It's Magic Mike. You don't talk about that period in his life. That was a dark period. No one ever talks about that one. Oh, did Except I the... did I pass? Um, I would say you passed with a Charlie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they got a Charlie horse. That's a, not a good grade. Yeah, but it's a passing grade. I got a in most gamma. places. Out of the Greek alphabet. Because for uh, some reason, Greek didn't have a C for the third one. They put the G there. Because they were the OG. Oh, the I'm the Oscar Grouch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, golf. Oscar Golf. I'll say on your yep. quiz, you got a... Because it's silent. Oh. Uh, you don't know which letter I gave you now. It could be anything, you got but I know that I got pretty much all of them right. So yeah, you got every single one of them right. <laughs> um, so that's all I have about the military alphabets. We're all out of soup. Oh, our bowl's empty. Well, we we still can like slurp up the leftovers next time. But before then, I do have one little tiny game that we always end our shows with, starting now. <laughs> It's called the annual tradition. Almost all facts. Uh, this week, it is my turn to give you three facts, or three are almost facts. Wait, almost all of the three things I'm going to give you are facts. One of them is not. Is that even so almost anymore? That's like two-thirds. Two facts and a faux fact? Yes, faux fact. So you have to guess which one is faux. All right. One. If you write out all the letters from A to Z, you have made an ABC darium. Two. 
Among commonly used words in the English language, Z is the only letter that never is silent at the start of a word. Three. The Scottish word for Z is izzard. What? <laughs> like Eddie Izzard? Like Eddie Izzard. Hmm. Alright, so there are your three. You have writing out the letters that... gives you abecedarium. Uh, there is no word that starts with a silent Z, and the Scottish word for Z is izzard. Hmm. Well, I don't know that many words that start with Z, but they pretty much all have the Z sound. Zoo. Zeus, <laughs> zoology, <laughs> other zoo words, <laughs> xylophone, the upcoming Disney film, Zootopia. Oh, <laughs> not sponsored by Disney. No, but we'll take it if they want to. Yeah, if Disney wants to sponsor this amateur <laughs> alphabet podcast, we'll do Diaz for Disney if you do. Let us yes. know in three weeks. We'll probably do it anyway eventually. Um, hmm, so I think that one's probably true. The first one, ABC Darium, I don't know what that is. <laughs> I can give you a spelling for it if you want. Like, kind of sounds like something that you made up. And I really want the last one to be true because that's pretty cool. So I'm going to go with the ABC Darium is false or faux. All right, drum roll, please. Me, well, ABC Darium is real. Oh, <laughs> that's a real thing. You can write down an ABC Darium, and you can write down an uh, ABC Dairy if you actually put it in a book. What does that mean? It's just if you write them all down, that's an ABC Darium. <laughs> okay, so just writing the whole alphabet is an ABC Darium. Yeah, that's that's it. Um, let's see. Uh, the Scottish word for Z is izzard. So that, hmm. is, that is true. Well, that's comforting. Yeah. And so number two is false. Because there's more than one letter that is never silent. Z is not the only one that isn't oh, silent. <laughs> so I was looking at it from the wrong direction. Yeah. There are no words in common English where V starts a silent letter, or silent word. Wait, is a silent letter in a word? Ah, okay. And, and also often not Q. You have to get to like some obscure words or foreign language stuff to find other ones. Z hmm. is silent sometimes in words that we use, like rendezvous. Right, but, but it's French. not at the beginning. <laughs> no, not at the beginning, but at the, yeah. So it's, there are a few different letters that don't have a silent starting one in common English words. Okay. So you get uh, for that one. <laughs> and we still don't know. No, I'll give you a thorn. Oh, ouch. <laughs> Grade you on a scale from thorn to yog. Well, every rose has its thorn, so I guess that means I get a rose too. Oh. Well, Is no, this a bachelor? It's not every <laughs> thorn has its rose, though. <laughs> Well, where did it come from? Well, when people cut the thorns off of roses, they have to go somewhere. So I'm giving you oh. a bag of thorns. Oh, that's terrible. Well, at least it's just the sound. So, 
What you give someone when you break up with them instead of giving them flowers, you give them a bag of thorns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe only if they were a really, really bad person. Yeah, like Taylor Swift's ex-boyfriends. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, Taylor Swift. No, I love Taylor Swift. That's why I was so confused for a second there. So, tune in next week to learn more about bicycles <laughs> or maybe bananas <laughs> or bears or you decide but probably not we'll decide something <laughs> before we stick our feather in our caps uh we have a facebook page you probably don't know any of this yet unless you just happen to look it up uh it's just search for alphabet scoop it's the podcast one. It has some logo. Not the ice cream store. <laughs> yeah. We have not opened the ice cream store. They have also thought of it separately from us. Our email is alphabetscoopcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a blog spot. I think it's alphabetscoopcast at blogspot.com. And we have a Twitter, just alphabetscoop. So check those things out if you want to hear more from us. And we are on most MP3 websites where people find podcasts. We're probably on them. Or we will be soon. By the time you hear this, we are. We may or may not be in the Zoom marketplace. Cough, Brian, cough. (laughs) Wait till our Z is for Zoom episode to find out. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now we can finally stick that feather in our caps. And, and call, call it, it macaroni. And call it alphabet scoop. <laughs> Arrivederci. Au revoir.